Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, welcome to the COB for this Monday afternoon. It is the 20th of July. It's great to have you here with us, us being myself, Nadine Blaney and David Scutt, aka Scuddy. How, how was your day, Scuddy? It was good. Start of a new week, start of promise and, uh, and everything that comes with that. So always good to be here. I'm so happy you said that. I watched the sunrise this morning and I said the same thing to my kids. I said, new day, girls, full of promise and not quite <laughs> panning out like that for the local equity market. So we had the XJO up by about half a percent, the X2C, the Chi X200 down by a tenth of a percent. It, it was just one of those days, wasn't it? I mean, what can we say about it? Yeah, what's well, uh, coming off the back of a, a relatively modest gain on Wall Street. We had obviously a gain as well on Friday, but really no real rhyme or reason to the session, you've got to say. There was nothing that you could really go and pin as to why, why the market fell. Uh, there was bits and bobs in news out, but really nothing that's uh, no, solidified uh, while we fell. Spoos were down 0.3%. That's pretty much giving up what they uh, what they rallied on Friday. So uh, maybe a bit of caution sitting in before earnings really start to ramp up in the United States and at home. Yeah, I was going to say, and at home. And uh, look, it was a lackluster day when it comes to event risk in the form of economics. Um, you know, nothing really big on the agenda tonight in the U.S., uh, there wasn't really anything on the agenda here in Australia, but that's okay because we need our rest before it starts ramping up tomorrow. We'll be hearing from the Reserve Bank Governor Phil Lowe, and we will also be getting the minutes of the meeting. Um, but, uh, you know, again, you've got to look at coronavirus. You've got to look at the impact that that will likely have on not only consumer sentiment, but also spending as well. Yeah, so uh, usually one that, uh, that Dr. Lowe will be uh, tomorrow at the Annika Foundation, usually the RBA governor or whoever's spoken there over the years, uh, it's generally been a platform to go and announce some pretty punchy like policy uh, changes and the like. I can't see it this year. Uh, I suspect it's going to be all about the government's requiring the uh, they need to go and continue stimulating the economy. You know, a lot of pressure starting to build, obviously, on Josh Frydenberg ahead of uh, their update uh, later this week on Thursday. Yeah, we were, you know, speaking with a number of guests today just about what we could potentially expect. Um, you know, we're talking about some tweaks to JobKeeper, JobSeeker, possibly even bringing forward some of those personal tax cuts that have already been agreed upon. Yeah. What, what, what do you think is the, the likely sort of message coming from the Treasurer? Uncertainty is going to be definitely a feature, and uh, I'm not sure how much uh, you know you can put on their new updated forecast because we don't even know what's going to be happening here in New South Wales and Victoria and other parts of the country. You know, later this week, let alone uh, what will be happening in three months' time, six months' time. But uh, when it comes to the uh, the stimulus, I think the government's got to be very careful the way they go and tailor it. You don't want to go and have JobKeeper payments being extended to some industries and not to others and under the proviso that some have been impacted harder than others because it's a very broad brush. So I'm interested to see what they might do with this job seeker payment. Uh, whether we'll go back to the old levels, like $40 a day, I'm not sure that's mm. gonna be uh, too palatable in this kind of environment. 
there may be grounds to go and do a small boost there. So those sectors that don't automatically qualify for JobKeeper may go and the workers who get furloughed and permanently laid off will at least go and get some kind of you know, better uh, deal when it comes to amount that can go and actually go and sustain them weekly, week on week and also go and help them get back in the labour force when that time comes. Uh, well, the Treasurer will be providing a full suite of economic and fiscal position projections. But you've got to think he's not going to be held to it if things change dramatically. You know, we saw 275 new cases of coronavirus in Victoria today. Case count rising in New South Wales, obviously nowhere near that amount. Mm. Uh, but, you know, still, it's it's worrying. Um, it's worrying. It's a growing risk. And if you go and take uh, both Sydney and Melbourne out of the national picture, you're basically taking out half of uh, GDP nationally uh, in two cities. So... Uh, let's hope that it doesn't get locked down scenario in Sydney, but obviously we know Gladys Berejiklian failed to rule that out as a possibility today at her press conference. So all eyes on the case count later this week, but the trend, albeit very low at this stage, is undergoing increased continue here in, uh, in New South Wales. So we'll keep an eye on that, but uh, obviously it'll have massive ramifications if you have the two largest and most popular cities in the country in lockdown. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Um, you know, obviously whatever needs to be done, I guess, uh, you know, on the health front. But um, yeah, it will be, it'll be very damaging if we start to go down the lockdown route in New South Wales. Okay, let's just put that to one side for just a moment. Um, we spoke about earnings season with a number of our guests, including co-portfolio manager at AMP Capital, Dermot Ryan. We had a good chat with him about income and positioning for income stocks. Um, but he's just basically saying the dispersions are very high because the range of outcomes when it comes to earnings season is going to be big. So you just want to see management facing into any issues they have and also creating a path on the other side of this pandemic. So if you'd like to access that video, you can do so via the show notes. You can also get some stock picks, if you like, from PM at Milford Dynamic Funds, Michael Higgins. I know uh, a lot of our listeners and our viewers as well like getting some of those stock picks. Um, We had uh, Helios doing very well today. It was up by close to... 6%. Another company that did very well today was Eclipse Group. It was the stock of the day and it ended up putting um, close to 8%. It sold off its right to drive brand for $26.5 million. I spoke with a couple of expert guests on the call about this one. Uh, Basically, they were saying the company has a for sale sign and that the CEO is doing a good job so far of preparing it for potential sale down the road. Let's hear in more detail what Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor had to say about this one. When car prices are rising again, as they are at the moment, you can actually relieve a lot of the balance sheet pressure. You get cash back into the business. And to me, this is a company that no longer is interested in, in running a business. It looks like a company with a big for sale sign out the front. I think after this um, divestment process is completed, you, you'll end up with a um, a largish company with a decent market share. It is a sitting duck takeover for a competitor, and I expect that's the way this story will unfold. I think we'll wake up a year from now, and this is going to be um, gobbled up by one of the larger competitors. It's a tough macro. Mm. Um, consumers are going to be struggling in years to come, and I think that's probably where it'll end up. Um, and you know, it's you know, if you've been in a, a suffering shareholder, it's probably not a bad time to hold on. Now yeah. you've taken the pain. Um, you hold on, you assume the management will continue down the current path of cleaning up their balance sheet, getting you know, shrinking to greatness, and then get probably get swallowed up and you'll get shares in a, a bigger player, uh, in an aggregated, and that'll probably come back in a few years. But again, 
don't expect uh, this to fly, but it's one where I think the turnaround, most of the bad news is in the price. And that was Nathan Samasandram from Blue Ocean Equities finishing the thoughts there about Eclipse Group, ticker code ECX, the stock of the day. Uh, we also spoke with its CEO, Julian Russell, on the channel. And if you'd like to listen to that, just um, go to the website, osbiz.com.au, and you can listen to that interview in full. Uh, yes, Scotty, I've kind of lost track of what's happening in this uh, EU leaders negotiation, but it certainly seems that they continue to be deadlocked after three days of talks. EU leaders still divided over the size of the final plan. I mean, do you think there's going to be a magic bullet and we can see a resolution coming through uh, in negotiations today or in the coming days? Oh, look, it could be in the coming days. Uh, certainly there's some positive news, it's, uh, positive developments, it seems, that are coming out of uh, the, uh, the European Leaders Summit, which is now, I mean, it looks like it's going to be extending into a fourth day. Uh, so it's supposed to be two. The one thing that the European leaders love to do, anyone who knows this from back in the European debt crisis, they love to be melodramatic, they love to go and have a soap opera when it comes to these things, but eventually they love to go and get a deal done at the very last minute to go and avert a crisis. Nothing is different this time. There'll be a deal, whether it's in the days or weeks ahead. But no, all these are uh, no need to go in. Uh, the lending in particular, the grants to these are uh, no troubled uh, southern countries that have been really hard hit. The tourism sectors, there'll be some sort of deal that will come into place. The Frugal Four will eventually go and fold. Yeah, okay. Frugal Four, they're holding things up. They'll come to the party, according to Scuddy. All right, we mentioned tomorrow. Uh, ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence, RBA Minutes, RBA Governor Speaks. We'll also get some credit card spending in New Zealand for June, which will be really interesting to see how that economy is coming back to life. Uh, we've got some great guests on as well. We've got Stephen Helmerich, he's Chief Economist of CBA, and he'll take us through those household spending intentions uh, figures. We'll be speaking with Todd Hoare. He is the head of equities at Crestone Wealth. And uh, Kristen Calding, who's a partner at Deloitte Access Economics. So again, talking about those zombie companies, Scotty, you know, uh, they've done a survey, they, uh, they're getting their heads around how many Australian businesses are at high risk of failure or bankruptcy. So really looking forward to that one. Um, and uh, we'll wrap it up talking with Solez, like independent economists. So again, we'll be digesting, you know, what, what Phil Lowe says, um, you know, any comments about the Australian dollar. But again, you know, it'll be really difficult, don't you think, for the Reserve Bank governor to put any concrete forecasts down on paper when it comes to expectations for the Australian economy. I mean, I know that they've got their projections that are already out there, likely officially have to stick to those. But boy, there's got to be a lot of work being done furiously in the background at the RBA. Look at the title of the uh, speech. It involves public debt. So it's, he's going to go and call on the government to go and continue stimulating the economy. And they don't really have a choice. So uh, I can't see too much coming from that speech tomorrow. But we'll see. The governor can go and surprise. It's a, it's a big event. Lots of eyes will be on him. But uh, whether he chooses to go make some surprise uh, is another question. And we'll dip into that conversation live uh, from about 1 p.m. Sydney time on Ausbiz tomorrow if you're interested in getting the live stream up and going. Uh, listen, so yeah, the market closed negative. Lots to come though in the US. Uh, we'll be talking all about it tomorrow, Scuddy, when we meet again. Looking forward to it. Tuesday, maybe turn around Tuesday for the local market. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, 
and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com.